Hey, Javier, welcome to the show. Oh, good afternoon. Happy to be here. Well, before we get started, you are a new member of the Chamber. Uh, the Rockville Chamber of Commerce. Yes, I am. And I'm Absolutely. happy to welcome be Welcome to the Chamber as well. Oh, thank yeah. you. Chamber does important things for the community, and I'm very honored to be part of it as well. Absolutely. We're always happy to have great professionals uh, providing great services to the community. And that's what we're going to talk about today is something a lot of people don't think about until they have, they actually have to react to it, right? People do become reactive and and it's when you're reactive, it, when things catch you off guard, then it's even harder. It just compounds whatever the problems are. So let's talk about this because uh, more people have disability issues than we are aware out there. And there's a lot of benefits that we may be eligible or make ourselves ineligible for, right? So we're going to talk about five points to social security disability applications, because at Montgomery Disability Advocates, that's what you guys do, right? Just give us a quick synopsis of what you guys do over there. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know about the, the quick synopsis. I'll give a little context first. So here in Maryland, we're talking about uh, the last census statistics was 11.3% of the population has disabilities. I think that that number is slightly bigger, but should still remain under 15% of the population. So hopefully not anybody would actually need a disability attorney, but for that 15% of the population, 11% of the population, um, we're here to help. So we do the applications for Social Security disability benefits. That is the core of our function. Is the application complicated? What's complicated is not so much the application. What makes a comp the thing complicated is what people's lives, what people are going through at that moment. So the disability, the application for disability benefits a person, any person. You don't know if you're one of those 11% or not, and you won't know until something unfortunate happens. And by then is when you become reactive, as you were saying earlier on. So when you do become disabled, it comes at you all of a sudden. You've been enjoying your whole life. You've been doing everything normally. And then on, then all of a sudden, something medical happens to you. So when something, that's a huge stressor. Your whole life is changing. All of a sudden, you can't walk or you can't hold your plate or you can't see. Something happens to you. So while you're dealing with this new thing, this new medical thing that is limiting you, this new disability, then think of how am I going to be filling up paperwork? It makes it a little bit hard to, to think of the paperwork. But the big thing is when this disability happens, things, when it rains, sometimes it storms and the thunder might come hard. You lost your ability to, to walk. You lost your ability to use your hands. You lose your job. So not only do you have your medical thing, now you have the medical bills piling up. And at the same time, you no longer have a job to be able to pay for the medical bills that are piling up that you didn't used to have. So all these things really put people in a extremely precarious position. So normally the application can be done by pretty much anybody. It's not designed to be difficult. It's designed to be easy, but the circumstances people find themselves are difficult circumstances. So having somebody who already knows the process, which is where we come in, really, really is a, a lifesaver, a, a lifeboat, a brush of fresh air 
for people. And I guess there's two points before we go on that I want to bring up is uh, one that we are in an aging population, especially Montgomery County. So um, not that disability is only for the aging, but you're more prone to uh, being disabled. So if we're not directly affected by it ourselves, we know somebody who is a family member or something like that and can use your help. Secondly, is that they don't actually pay you. The government pays you, right? The money technically comes from the person, but I never actually give a bill to the person. So these are cases that they go through the Social Security courts. They might go to federal court as well. I do not bill the person at the beginning. It's after the case has finished, after the person has won the case. If the person, if I don't win the case for the person, I don't charge at all. But of the money that has been accumulated, the past through benefits, the retroactive that the person gets from Social Security, my fees come from that part. So it's technically the person's money, but when Social Security gives the money to them, they withhold from their paycheck my fees and pay me directly the paycheck. So they don't feel it coming out of, people don't feel the money coming out of their pockets. It's not an initial investment that they do. It's a payment that they do only if it's successful. And when it is successful, they don't feel the the pain because the money doesn't come out of their bank accounts. It it just reduces it's their money, but it's paid reduced from their it's benefits. Reduced from their benefits. So I can come uh, if I have a disability situation, I can come talk to the Montgomery Disability Advocates and leave my wallet at home. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, that's that's where I wanted to go with that. So let's talk about the five points of uh, the Social Security application. Uh, First of all, what, what is disability as per the Social Security Administration? Yes. So the Social Security Administration does have a very specific, detailed definition, and different institutions might vary their definitions a little, but people understand intuitively by seeing it what a disability is. The definitions don't change all that much. First of all, you need there to be a medical condition. If there isn't an underlying medical condition, there isn't a disability. But even though we're talking about medical conditions, it is not just about what condition you have. All conditions are treated equally. It's what the condition does to you. So a disability is when a medical condition doesn't allow you to work. Um, If children get a disability, well, children normally don't work anyways, so how do we know if it, well, you measure what are the functions? I'll get into a little bit of the technical terms that we need to use. It's the functions, the abilities that a person has. If a person can walk, a person can't walk. A person can walk 10 miles. A person can walk only five miles. A person can only walk one block. A person can only walk 10 meters. A person can only walk from one side of the house or another. So there's different degrees of function. And that happens with all, all the body systems, all the medical systems. The body works within ranges. Uh, a normal person usually can walk so far. So a disability is when a medical condition doesn't allow you to perform that normal function. Think of it um, like blood sugar or... Um, high blood pressure, there's ranges. If you're above that range, 
you have a condition. If you're below, if your blood sugar drops, you have a different condition. There's a range that is normal, and that is normal, healthy person. If you're outside, you have a condition. Now, the tricky thing for the disability, that condition does not allow you to produce money. That's the core of the of the definition is you have something you that you're no longer able to what to work and by work does not sound like medical at all because it's not work is what we all do we get up monday mornings we work through during the week eight hours tuesday eight hours wednesday eight hours thursday friday eight hours for a total of 40 hours a week and we get paid for the work we do so if a person can no longer do that, a person because of the medical conditions can work two days a week, can work three days a week, but can't complete 40 hours a week, that person can no longer complete 40 hours a week. That person can no longer produce a normal income if that's because of the medical conditions that is a disability. Gotcha. So, you know, it's funny because I'm looking through uh, my notes here and questions that I have and the five points and you actually answered three of them already. Right. Yeah. So um, everything's connected. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is, you know, what is disability? Right. How different. And the second one is how difficult is the application or vice versa. And uh, uh, the third one uh, was about uh, the different underlying conditions and what makes one condition a disability versus another. And you mentioned diabetes, for example, you know, a diabetic who can work, you know, is not disabled. A diabetic who can't work is disabled. So very good. Right. So we got three down. So here's the next two. Let's talk about, uh, and then I don't know which way you want to go. So I'll mention them finances and getting denied. Which one do you want to attack first? Uh, I think the, what's most important for, for people or people's interest is how to go through the process. Um, it is important to, to think about the finances because that is what we're dealing with, where Social Security Disability Benefits is an insurance program. I guess I'm taking that question first. Um, so Social Security, the agency, is a government agency, but Social Security Disability Insurance is a insurance program. It's like if it were a private insurance, only that it's run by the government. And by saying it's a private insurance, it's like uh, you might have insurance for for fixing your car in case of accidents, or you might have insurance for your home in case of fires. You pay for the insurance. You might have a fire. You might not have a fire. You only get paid back if the event occurs. So this insurance, disability insurance, is an insurance that protects you if you lose the ability to make an income. So it's a loss of income insurance, a loss of income insurance due to a medical reason. Social Security Administration, the government also has a different fund um, that gets paid from the federal fund. It gets supplied by taxes. It doesn't get paid by the people themselves when they work, but it's something else that gets paid. That is uh, supplemental security income. That's income based. That's welfare, generally, more properly speaking. Uh, if people are of low income, they can request the government, please, I don't have money to live off. 
and I can't make money because of a disability, please provide me some subsistence. That's uh, Supplemental Security Income, SSI. But Social Security Disability Insurance is an insurance paid by people. So you, you pay into the insurance. So if something were to happen to you, you get to get money back out of the insurance. There are also private insurances that build on that, uh, that you might have Social Security being a first tier will cover about 40% of your lost income. And if you have a an additional private insurance, that might cover the from that 40% up to 70 or 85, depending on what you have paid for. And these also operate the same way. They have the same concepts. You have to apply for whatever you've been paying into. You apply to have that coverage. Um, so the main point there is you've paid, people have paid for the insurance. If you need it, use it. It's not a gift that the government gives you. It's not you abusing the system. Is you paid for an insurance, you need it, request the money, and that way you can get your part of your income uh, reinstated. That part, as I said before, is about 40%. So it's not your whole income, but it's certainly something. And with it also comes the medical coverage, the medical plan, uh, Medicare. So that then also helps make sure that you have medical insurance so that you can continue going to, to your doctors and paying so the medical So let's tackle the, the getting denied part, right? How for, Before you tell me that part, do they are they the type of uh, institution that denies you first and then makes you reapply or is insurance uh, insurance companies are notorious for that? Insurance companies are notorious for that. The those private insurances make sure you have Social Security first. You can apply for them separately, but if Social Security approves, those other private insurance generally do approve. It's harder to appeal the private insurances. So make sure you have the social security one first, and that will help you take care of the others. Going to social security. The, you get one chance to apply. Without getting, there are exceptions. Think of it as one chance to apply. You don't, it's not a matter of them denying and then try again. No, frequently, uh, a, large percentage of the cases do get denied. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but a large percentage do get denied. So you do appeal. That's not applying again. That is you applied, they deny it. Do remember to appeal. Don't let the time pass, appeal it. You get denied again. It's not apply again. It's appeal that denial. You only get, for practical purposes, you get one application. But that application, if it gets denied, you get to appeal it three times. So you do get three turns to the bat. You didn't make it the first time. You got a second turn to the bat. Third strike, you're out. When people do get denied the first time, usually speaking, the second time also gets denied. So that statistically, only about 14% get approved on that second level. But then at the third level is the level that everybody, that's everybody's last chance. That's where you definitely have to have 
your record complete. That's where you sit in front of a judge. The judge asks you questions. There might or might not be a doctor present at that hearing. That is the formal hearing, court-like style hearing, where all the evidence has to go in, all the medical record has to go in. I would recommend to definitely have an attorney with you present during that hearing. I would recommend that you take me as your attorney present during that hearing. Um, but during that hearing, that is your last chance. And plenty of times people do get approved at that level. So your question was, is this the type of thing where you have to, you will get denied first and then will apply again or appeal? No, there are plenty of people who get approved on the first go. So definitely do apply. But if you do get denied, don't let that discourage you. You still can try. You can still appeal and have two more turns at bat. And, and I'll tell you, and thank you for answering that that way, because I think for me, what what I see and what makes your services attractive is that it sounds monotonous, one, right? That whole, I got denied, got to go to the second time, third time, God knows how many times. And at the same time, I'm dealing with all these other problems, like you said, you know? Right. I'd rather have somebody who does this for many, many, many other people keep their eye on the ball while I go through my situation. Uh, and by the way, you said, and I failed to mention, you are an attorney. You're, uh, And we won't hold the fact that you're a Princeton attorney, right? You're not. <laughs> I, my, my, yes, I, from Princeton. my we won't hold degree is, in, is from Princeton. Not the law degree, not the law degree. The law degree, Princeton does not. Uh, have a law school. I am a Princeton alumni. Where did you go to law school? Uh, I went to law school in Puerto Rico. All right. So you speak Spanish. Habla español. I do my services in English and Spanish. I have been doing this for the federal government and against the federal government now 15 years in English. And then as well in Spanish, dealing with the Spanish-speaking community, people who don't speak English. That's people who speak Spanish, I should say. And soon to come Chinese as well. Mandarin. Definitely something where you know the Montgomery County uh, community is very diverse. Uh, it's a wonderful community, and we're always happy to have new members uh, to the chamber come in and, and offer their services for there. Can you give us uh, your information on how we can get a hold of you? Yes. Uh, I'll, the webpage is montgomerydisability.com. That's also the email, info at montgomerydisability.com. Uh, that is might be the easiest way for people to reach me. My phone number, 240-751-0051. Again, that's 240-751-0051. And I will be happy to schedule an appointment for people. That first appointment, the money doesn't come out of their pockets then. They should take advantage of the time to ask all the questions that they have. And we will go over the whole process to their heart's content. And I will explain to them how in their particular cases I can help them. Javier, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you at all of our uh, networking events and and hope that your business prospers and, and does great things here in Montgomery County. I appreciate much the welcome that, that the Chamber and Rockville in general has given to me. It's a nice, very nice place. 